You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, we hope you're having the best week possible under the circumstances. This week marks one of two episodes that we're going to devote to the humble payslip. And we're doing this because it's information which has been requested by several listeners who are experiencing changes in how they receive their payslips because of COVID. So in this week's episode, we're going to look at your employment rights in relation to your payslip. And in next week's episode, we're going to look at how you should be receiving your payslip. So this week, firstly, what you need to know is that not everyone is entitled to a payslip. If you're a police officer or a merchant seaman or part of a fishing crew working for shares in the profit or gross earnings of a fishing vessel, or if you're self-employed, then you won't be entitled to receive a payslip. Now, we had new regulations on payslips come into force on the 6th of April 2019. And what the regulations make clear is that only employees and workers are entitled to payslips, Contractors and freelancers are not entitled to payslips, even though they may be classed as off-payroll workers. And even though employees and workers are entitled to payslips, employees have more enforceable rights in law than workers if they don't receive a payslip. So if you're an employee... Your employer is now required by law to give you an itemised payslip either before you get paid or at the time you get paid. Your payslip must also contain certain pieces of information. Your payslip needs to tell you the gross amount of any wages or salary paid to you. Your payslip must also tell you the amounts of any deductions made to your wages and must also tell you what the deductions are for. Your payslip must also tell you the net amount of salary or wages payable to you after deductions. And if your wages or salary is paid in different ways, let's say, for example, some of your salary is paid in cash and some pay directly into your bank account, or part of your salary is paid in one hourly rate, and another part of your salary is paid in another hourly rate, let's say for something like overtime, then your payslip must indicate the amount and method of each part of the payment. The new changes also place a requirement on your employer to ensure your payslip shows the number of hours you have worked and the hourly rate and amount paid for the different hourly rates payable. 
And as we've just mentioned, this is important if you're paid at a different rate for your standard hours and a different rate for overtime or a shift allowance and other similar types of payment. Your employer must show in your payslip the different rates of pay that you're receiving that make up each different part of your salary or your wages. Now, the sentiment behind the changes makes it clear that it shouldn't be guesswork for employees to understand their own rates of pay for work that they've completed for their employer. And the reason you get the payslip in advance or on the day is so you can raise queries if you don't understand your payslip or if you feel your payslip is not showing the correct rates of pay for different amounts or different parts of the hours you have worked. OK, so moving on. With your consent, employers are entitled to make fixed deductions from your wages. The kinds of deductions that might be made might be things like season ticket loans or car loan repayments. If these types of deductions are made from your wages, your employer must explain these deductions. And that explanation can either be on your payslip every pay period or your employer can choose to send you the explanation in a separate written statement. And you must receive that written explanation before you receive your first payslip where the deduction is being made. Now, you generally won't get another statement until 12 months later, but your employer does have to send you an annual statement. And every time you receive an annual statement, the information in that statement must be updated. Now, many workers are not aware that your employer is not allowed to just help themselves to your pay by making deductions. Employment law is very strict on this and identifies certain conditions which must be in place before your employer can deduct money from you. Those conditions are either that the deduction is required by law and this will be deductions like tax, national insurance or student loans or that you have authorised your employer to make the deduction from your wages and you've provided that authorisation in writing. Your employer can't say you gave a verbal authorisation. You have to authorise deductions and that authorisation must be in writing. And again, these deductions might be for things like car loans or season tickets or some other deduction that you've agreed to, like rent for your social housing or your accommodation. Your employer can make deductions if your contract states your employer can do this. And this might happen, for example, if your employer is deducting pay because you did not attend work due to something like strike action or you've exhausted company sick pay and you're now down to zero pay. And your employer can also make deductions for some form of attachment to your earnings, which may come in the form of a court order, which again could be for things like court fines or child support payments. So those are the deductions 
that your employer can make, but there are very firm and clear conditions that must be met before these deductions can be made. Now, employees may also not be aware that any deductions made by your employer should not normally reduce the remaining amount of your pay to below the national minimum wage. But this can happen if you sign a contract of employment that states, for example, that you will be liable to repay any financial shortfalls at work. And this might happen, for example, if your till is short when you balance up at the end of the day, or if your employer makes deductions for loan payments or any type of advance that you may have received on your wages, or any accidental overpayments, or payments for accommodation provided by your employer, or because of statutory deductions such as tax or national insurance, or where you may have authorised deductions for things you may have purchased from your employer. Your employer can also make deductions for any payment commitments you have made, such as trade union subscriptions or gym memberships or pension contributions and a whole host of other things that are slowly creeping into pay slips. If you've authorised those deductions, then your employer can make the deductions and what's left in your pay could take you below the national minimum wage. But again, this can only happen if you have authorised these deductions. Now, there is a variation to this. It's important to remember that if you work in the retail sector, such as in a shop, a bar or a restaurant, your employer cannot take more than 10% of your gross pay. And gross pay is pay before tax and national insurance has been deducted your employer can't take more than 10% of your gross pay to pay for any shortfall, no matter how big the shortfall might be. Now, of course, you can agree to pay more if you choose, and this must be in a separate agreement, but your employer cannot force you to pay more than 10% of the shortfall from each of your pay periods. So if the shortfall debt you owe your employer is quite large, your employer is required to deduct 10% from each pay period until the debt is repaid. Now, of course, if you leave your job before the debt is repaid, then your employer can deduct the full amount you owe from your final pay slip. So these are the main rights you need to be aware of in relation to pay and deductions from your pay. And anything that happens outside of these arrangements could be considered an unlawful deduction from your wages, which is illegal under the regulations that covers your pay and your pay slips. So if after listening to this podcast, you think you've had money unlawfully deducted from your pay, your first action should be to contact your employer to try to resolve the issue. However, we all know that it can be easy to take money from you and slow for you to get that money back. So if you find yourself in a position where money is taken from you and has not been repaid, despite you having tried to resolve the matter, 
the next step would be to make a formal complaint or a grievance to your employer to get the matter resolved. And if this doesn't work, you have the right to go to an employment tribunal to get your money from your employer. But you must bring your claim to a tribunal within three months minus one day of the incident taking place. If you miss this deadline, you may be too late to make your claim and your money might be lost forever. So it's important to keep your eye on the clock. And that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to look at concerns that arise with receiving your payslip. We hope you find something useful that you can work with in this week's episode. Remember to let others know we're here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. We'd love you to share your views with us and tell us what you think about the podcast. You can refer to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast for any additional help you may need. And in the show notes, there are some links to some useful grievance tips if you want to make a complaint. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye for now.